Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. In the hands of honest, patriotic people, we come with a job that must be done, for the time has finally come, a time for choosing. Thank you. 
Good morning, Aroostook County. This is the Aroostook Watchman Radio Show, coming to you live on the Constitutional Radio Network, the conscience of Maine, hopefully. It's, uh, if it sounds a little different, it's because I'm playing with this new player. Our trusty producer and I were up till after midnight trying to get this crazy thing working. I'm still not 100% sure how it's... Okay, can I hear that? Okay. It's that horrible noise out of my ear. Well, we're still playing with this thing. Hopefully, the uh, intro music sounded good. and Hopefully, we'll be able to play some clips. And uh, hopefully, it'll just work prayerfully. So, let's see what happens. We are, as I said, the Aroostook Watchman. I am Jack McCarthy, your host. And uh, things are moving about in the way that I'm not used to on the screen. Er, Okay, okay, let's see. So if Bob will tell me whether everything seems to be going well or not, I'd appreciate it. Uh, If it does something weird, we'll have to go to uh, one of our previously recorded shows. But uh, as we finished last night and I went to turn it off, it did some really weird stuff and I couldn't get it back. Now it seems to be working, so I guess guess we're good to go. We'll see. Okay, let's see. Announcements. Uh, Hal Shirtliff will be back in uh, Maine come February 11th and 12th, I believe. I think he's going to be in Lincoln uh, on the 11th and Holton on the 12th. If you would like to attend, let us know. If you would like to host, he's available. He's a good speaker. He's got good message to bring and this is uh support your local police interesting uh, concept as we've spoken about that in the past okay let's see so that's house Shirtliff, uh february 11th and 12th and uh if you would like to host it that would be a good idea i'd like to get him up into my neck of the woods and talk to some of the folks don't know if they're uh, don't know if they're quite ready for that yet uh, now, again, we're going to tell you about this. And, you know, we need some feedback here, folks. I guess I don't quite understand. I hear everybody grumbling about the way things are. Oh, boy, we're in trouble, blah, blah, blah. But we bring on really good guests. We have, we've in the last uh, month and a half, we've had Chris Ann Hall, We've had Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer. We've had uh, Dan McGonagill. We've had Pastor David Whitney. And offering some interesting solutions, not just wringing our hands. No comment. Where's the comments? Where's the people going, you know what, that could work. Or, what are you, crazy? Just just crickets, just crickets. You know what? Something must eat crickets. Maybe it's bass that eats crickets. I don't know. But uh, something's going to eat crickets, folks. So don't be a cricket and don't be the frog. Let's figure out how we're going to work together. Uh, unless you just 
think this is all going to smooth out and the government's going to take care of you. And uh, one of your elected representatives is going to bring home the bacon and you don't have to really worry about it. We'll just, we'll just have a rustic welfare, a.k.a. the government will just do something and we'll be okay. We'll get another, uh, we'll get some money someplace. Somebody will send us some old cans of peanut butter, maybe. What the heck? Are we are we geese or mice or moose? What the heck? Anyway, we have good guests. I hope. I think they're I think they're very productive. But no comments. The only comments I get are when the uh, wonderful Bolshevik deadly novosti finds some nasty thing to say, and then. Uh, the blogs kind of go a little crazy with, oh, yeah, that's just KKK North, and, uh, Mr. Mr. Anti-Semitic. Uh, huh? That's when the well, that's the only time you hear anything is when you get the, the loony left going, yep, there they are, the Ku Klux Klan North. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's have some feedback, folks. Let's figure out how we're going to fix things and get busy. Now, I offered you to to get me wet and cold. Two of the things that I hate the worst. I haven't had too many takers, but uh, hopefully there'll be some that really don't like me, which will cough up a few hundred bucks to see me get in the water and freeze my butt off between point A and point B and get out and shiver. And there'll be some folks that actually do like us that think it's a good idea to support Camp Capella down there at Lucerne. So that's what's going to happen February 28th. I'm just so looking forward to that. Oh, jeez, I hate cold water. But I'm going to do it. It's good cause. Camp Capella's raising money to uh, keep their camp going. It's a camp for disabled kids and adults. They they actually have uh, a week or two in the during the summer where they they have adults with pretty severe handicaps, and they take them all kinds of places. They fish with them and do all kinds of neat stuff. Great place. Dana Mosier, we've had him on the show. Uh, we'll get him back on here before the February 28th uh, date and see how we can explain that. So myself and a whole bunch of other crazy people are going to get in the water and do a little polar bear thing to uh, raise some money. They're, they're looking to raise about $30,000. They've got to get some money. It costs money to take care of handicapped kids for a week. Man, I'm telling you, man, they do a great job. So you can... Uh, Contact them, campcapella.org, or you can contact me and tell me that you'll uh, that you really don't like me, and you're gonna give them a hundred bucks to uh, see me get in the water and torture me for a few seconds, or you can uh, do it the other way and say, "Well, we really want to support this because it supports such great kids," and uh, do it that way. So it's out there. My email is. Nofda.com at gmail.com. Nofda.com at gmail.com. You can get a hold of Steve at mepatriot at juno.com. Uh, Bob Roy at 
Juno.com. So it's out there. You can also go to TalkShoe.com, T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E, TalkShoe.com. And uh, you can go in and you can make comments on the website, on the page. Uh, There's a a few just those wonderful derogatory comments. Don't even take them down. We can take them down, but we don't. Just let it there. It's okay. Free speech, right? Free speech. So... But you can make comments, you can contact us there, you can get on the show, you can listen to the archives. You can go back and actually listen to the uh, comments and uh, information that was put out by uh, Chris Ann Hall. I'm waiting to hear from her. Uh, She has been on the ground in Oregon at the standoff. Yep, standoff. Yep, with the militia. Yeah. Anyway, hard to tell what's really going on out there. I wish there was some uh, lump of money someplace that we could actually be there. I would love to be able to have Steve just go out there and be the eyes and ears for the county. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't he do a good job? Anyway, I wouldn't mind going. Oregon's kind of nice this time of year. Uh, anyway, oh, I heard from our friend uh, Tom DeWeese. Uh, Tom, poor Tom, is dealing with Agenda 36. They're supposed to get 36 inches of snow at Tom DeWeese's house near Mar- in some place in Maryland. Oh, my word. 36 inches of snow. He is right in the bullseye for this nightmare storm. I wonder if we're going to find out that this storm is also a <clears throat> harps. But let's jump into a few things here now that we've done some of the nonsense. But uh, sure, it's nice to be able to buy gas for a dollar eighty a gallon. I saw diesel fuel for two oh nine, two oh nine. That means that let's see, two hundred nine. That means that home heating should be down around one hundred and sixty, right? How many of you are paying one hundred and sixty? Mm, don't know, but uh, that's all. This is all great, huh? Well, let's see if we can play this clip. Can you can you imagine I'm playing a clip from <laughs> MoveOn.org? But strange bedfellows, eh? Listen to this. This is um, I disagree with some of his comments in here, but the facts certainly seem to be uh, to stand out. Uh, this came to us via Next News Network, the uh, Gary Franchi uh, enterprise. So listen to this. Let's see if it comes out okay on my new fangled widget here. Than the actual barrel that it comes in. Economic experts in the United States are saying that soon there may be a bailout of the U.S. oil industry as prices are going down. Tens of thousands of Americans are losing their jobs. Companies are going into bankruptcies. The global financial market is being scooped, and oil companies are just surviving off investments and loans. Now, why is this happening? How is this happening? What effect is this going to have on a greater geopolitical scale? You're going to find out in this video, as well as how the elites, like the Rothschilds and Rockefellers, are profiting 
off this and using this as a way to get more power and control away from you. Many people think, oh, cheap oil prices, this is great for the common. No, 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 no. When elites have control of the natural resource, they do not make it cheap for your convenience. There's a bigger game happening here that we will tell you in this video. To understand what's happening, we have to tell you what happened in Michigan just a few days ago when gas was being sold for 46 cents a gallon. This happened because there's three gas stations located near each other in Michigan that were engaged in a price war. A price war is when you lower the price of the competition to put your competition out of business and gain a complete control of the market. And because of that, gas was lowered to 46 cents a gallon. This is happening on a greater geopolitical scale, but it's a lot more complicated and the price of oil will not go down anytime soon. Even billionaire energy tycoon T-Bone Pickens says that he believes the price of oil could soon drop to as low as $20 a barrel, and he is right. Why is this happening? Well, of course, this is being fueled by Saudi Arabia, the largest oil producer, producer and the United States. Now, what are they up to? We have to understand a little bit of history here because oil could be used as a weapon and has been used as a weapon geopolitically before. In 1973, Saudi Arabia stopped producing oil, limited it, and because of that, oil prices went up dramatically high because there was not enough oil causing the oil price shock. Saudi Arabia did this to the United States because the United States supported Israel against the Arab states in their war that was happening at that time. This also happened in 1998 because Saudi Arabia was threatened by Russia and wanted complete oil supremacy. They overflooded the market with oil causing the price of oil to go down which made Russia default on its debt because Russia's economy is heavily based off the sales of oil. And if the price is low, Russia's economy will not survive. If we look at the current situation, at the current price of oil, who is the biggest loser geopolitically because of these low prices? Well, it's countries like Venezuela, Iran, Nigeria, Ecuador, Brazil, and Russia, all countries which the United States and Saudi Arabia does not have good relations with or sees as a direct enemy like Russia and Iran. The president of Venezuela even went as far calling this a war against Russia and Venezuela, saying it's a strategically planned war aimed at Venezuela and Russia to try to destroy and cause an economic collapse within their country looking at how things are unfolding, especially with the United States creating a new deal with Iran, that looks like the situation is correct. With the new Iran nuclear deal that came and finally passed, Iran could now sell their oil on the global markets, again, flooding the global markets with more oil, lowering the price. And that's why T-Bone Pickens was right, saying that the price of oil will go down because now there will even be more oil out there, lowering the global price, lowering the demand, and of course, causing huge, great geopolitical shifts. Now, it's not only the price of oil and the control of oil that matters geopolitically, it also matters how you sell the oil. The United States has most of its power because the US dollar is the reserve currency that oil is being traded on. We look, even now, new developments came out from the US Secretary of State with declassified emails that came out showing how the State Department and the United States killed Gaddafi, the leader of Libya, because he was creating a gold-backed currency for the Pan-African Union that would sell oil on gold dinar instead of U.S. dollar. Again, threatening that U.S. 
dollar reserve currency because the more oil that's traded on the U.S. dollar, the more power the U.S. dollar and the U.S. economy and the U.S. government has. Gaddafi threatened that. The U.S. government supported radical Islamic terrorists inside of Libya. And now Libya, without Gaddafi, is a total hotbed for ISIS and other Islamic extremists that are doing horrible things around the world. Even though on the mainstream media you hear how Islamic terrorism is bad and the U.S. government is fighting it, no. Geopolitically, there's a bigger game being played here that you need to understand. And in this email, in this video, you could see the emails that were released and read them yourself, how the United States did this. The mainstream media in the United States said that they're getting rid of Gaddafi for humanitarian reasons because he was a dictator and did horrible things. No, the bigger reason is he threatened the U.S. dollar world reserve currency status, and that's exactly what's happening. We also are seeing the same situation unfold in Syria with the United States, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Qatar, Israel, even supporting radical Islamic terrorism like ISIS inside of Syria to get rid of Bashar al-Assad. Russia has come in, and now they're bombing ISIS, bombing their oil convoys, destroying the money flow, the illegal money flow of ISIS that was selling oil to Turkey and other U.S. allies. They destroyed it, and because of that, Russia is making significant gains against ISIS, and ISIS has to cut their fighters' salaries by 50% because the money flow. When, when we hear these things, do you ever think about George Washington's uh, entreatment of us to have be friends with everyone, special arrangements with none. How tangled can it get? How tangled does it have to get before it chokes us? Flow is not there in any way, shape, or form. Syria is extremely important because there's also very important elites like Cheney, Rothschilds, Murdoch, James Woolsey and other U.S.-based elites who are part of the Guinea Energy-based oil company and drilling company that want and plan to drill in the Golem Heights area. And the only thing stopping them from drilling in the Golem Heights area is Bashar al-Assad, the leader of Syria. That the United States government and all these other U.S. allies have been trying to overthrow. Now, the control... Now, wait a minute. Let's see. The Golan Heights is full of oil and natural gas. What's under the uh, wildlife reserve in Oregon? What's under the um, Bundy area in uh, Utah? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, it's just those crazy people over there, right? No, no. People. This is not exactly good news, but this is what we've been talking about for years. The issue isn't the issue, what's really happening. This is, uh, there's a lot of truth in this. Pay attention to the players. Well, just drilling oil is not just that simple. It's also the sales of oils, which Bashar al-Assad threatened to not sell oil in U.S. dollar Syria does have a lot of oil. Obviously, there's a lot of drilling opportunities, but the greater picture here is control of it. Now, what else is happening here behind the scenes that you do not hear about, you won't hear about anywhere else? Well, let's look at the Rockefeller family that is known for turning oil into gold, who started Standard Oil in 1870, had a 90% control of the market, who said competition is a sin. The John D. Rockefeller family and their foundation who made all of their riches off oil just two years ago, 
as if they knew something was going to happen two years ago, took out billions of dollars of their investments, of their assets, out of oil. Okay, this is huge. This is, it's not far-fetched to say that the Rockefeller family and their insiders with U.S. governments, especially with all these international corporations that are trying to make money off this big oil, like Dick Cheney, like James Woolsey, former head of the CIA, we all confronted all these criminals before. They knew this oil dump was going to happen. They took out their investments when oil was at one of its peak, at its high. By the way, if you'd like to have the um, address to this so you can uh, look at it, read it, listen to it again yourself, uh, you can contact us at nofda.com at gmail.com, and I will just quickly copy and paste that for you. If you were are listening to it and it, if you were in the uh, chat room, you could see it because I just posted it in there. So the, um, the fellow that's speaking is Luke Radowski, and it's on the net, new, nextnewsnetwork.com website. So you can go right there, listen to the rest of it. There's only a couple more minutes. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. If they took their money out, sold their stock of oil, sold their assets of oil, and supposedly they're doing this for clean energy, but this is too convenient for them, and they knew this was happening, and they're profiting off of this because the whole game is rigged, controlled by the very elites. That will put out PR articles saying that they're fighting for clean energy. No, there's a bigger game, there's a bigger scheme here that you're not being told anywhere else. And because of this global manipulation of the oil market, there are huge geopolitical consequences, especially when it comes to pissing off Russia, Iran, Venezuela, going after our geopolitical enemies in another strategic front that you do not see in this full-out economic warfare that is also causing extreme turmoil here in the United States. That's what's happening. You won't get it anywhere else. Don't forget to subscribe. We're going to have a lot more videos here coming here your way on youtube.com forward slash we are wrong button okay so what do you think yep how do you like those uh i like the cheap gas how's that working for us uh, a little scary folks better pay attention one of these you know, the, the, the folks one of the reasons what's going on let me let me just, just back this up just a hair people that are totally invested in production of oil. You know, most of the countries that produce oil as their only significant export, they're not going to stop producing oil. No matter what the, how, how, how cheap it gets, they're still going to pump the stuff out of the ground because that's their only revenue stream. Some of the guys that are flooding the market are not solely invested in oil production. And so when their profit margin drops, they will close those wells. They'll, they'll seal them up. That'll be the end of it. And the price will start to go back up. And those wells will never get opened again. Very interesting. Now, I want to bring you also um, a bit of a clip and um, from the Mrs. Institute and see if I can do that. Well, I want to do this first. 
this is all about trade, right? With the, the oil and who's friends with who. And um, we've had the folks from uh, Prosperity America, whatever it is, um, and telling us that we're really in trouble with this trans-Pacific partnership, right? And, you know, we, we need to take care of the United States, and we need to know what we're doing here. And uh, then again, we have we have very conservative people running for uh, the next to be the next president of the United States, okay? Hmm. Listen to this. that you would say that you don't trust President Obama on a range of issues? Um, I think that's fair to say, right? You recognize that voice? Huh? That's uh, Mr. Ted Cruz, Mr. Uh, Mr. I'm married to um, Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ted Cruz, the he's pastor's son, he's well-spoken, and he's probably a really nice guy but he's married to Goldman Sachs. And listen to what he says. Listen to this very carefully. So when it comes to his uh, ability to get the fast-track authority for NAFTA, would you be willing to grant that to him? I am a strong supporter of free trade. I think free trade benefits America. I think free trade produces jobs and economic growth here at home. I think America prospers when we trade, when we open up new markets for our exports. I think it benefits... They're listening to this? This is total crap. Total crap. She didn't ask about free trade. He's not talking about free trade. He's talking about one-way trade, fast-track, destruction of our economy. And he's talking free trade as if we are stupid enough not to understand we don't have free trade. Every time they name something, it's absolutely the opposite. This is costly. This is regulated. This is controlled by the elite trade, just like the oil is. Listen to what he says. This is Mr. I'm a Christian. I'm uh, very conservative. Uh, I'm Ted Cruz. It benefits manufacturers, it benefits farmers, it benefits ranchers to open up new markets. And so one of the few areas where I think there's some potential for bipartisan agreement in Washington is working together to expand free trade and to open up new markets for our manufacturers and farmers and ranchers. So you would give them the FDA the past TV? Uh, I, I, I support Fast Track, yes. I support Fast Track. Unbelievable. I support Fast Track. Mm-hmm. Free trade. It's good for the manufacturers in China. It's good for the farmers in China. It's good for Monsanto. It's good for Monsatan. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. And, and he's the darling of so many of the good people that uh, aren't really paying attention. All they want to do is Bomb Iran. Let's see. Bomb, 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 bomb Iran. Bomb Iran. Wait a minute. I should. I got to do that. Bomb Iran. Bomb Iran. Okay. Some of us are old enough to know what I'm doing here. Stop laughing. So, how do you like that? What do you think? Hmm? 
So we have the the Christian conservative presidential candidate telling us that Trans-Pacific Partnership should be fast-tracked in the hands of the current resident in the White House, the, uh, the, the gentleman who purports to be first black president of the United States, who is apparently 50% white, 35% Arab, and 15% black. And they hate him because of his color. Wait a minute, which color do they hate? The white, the Arab, or the black? Which color do they hate? Don't fall for the crap, folks. Just don't fall for it. It's just all bull. So, in that respect, let's do this one. This is very interesting. Um, Mr. Sewell is, in case you don't know, you wouldn't know if you didn't see him in person, Mr. Sewell is a man of color and just a, just a great uh, source of wisdom. He's sitting here with Peter Robinson of the Hoover Institution, who's, well, they're talking about money, one of our favorite subjects, or the lack thereof. Listen. Um, quote, for most of the history of this country, there was no federal reserve system. There you go, that dirty trick of bringing in history. Uh, yeah. uh, there was no federal reserve system, which was established in 1914 to prevent bank failures. But bank failures in the 1930s exceeded anything ever seen before the Fed was established. Close quote. If you could, if we could make you dictator, would you abolish the Fed? Yes, you would. Yes, I mean, for, for, for the reasons I just gave you, history. There's no, uh, you know, the Fed represented wonderful hopes, but, but we've had so many programs that represented wonderful hopes that ended in disaster. Uh, I find it fascinating that he's talking about hope, lots of programs with hope. Mm, how's that hope and change working for you? Mm, hope, hope, hope. Uh, I don't doubt that someone who was sufficiently uh, scholarly could come up with examples of where the Federal Reserve made things better. But the question is, overall, what was it supposed to do? It was supposed to do not only prevent bank failures, it was supposed to prevent huge changes in the uh, money supply, in particular, uh, great deflations. Right. The greatest deflation in American history occurred under the Federal Reserve System. You know, we, we, there was a crisis in 1907. Uh, J.P. Morgan, the original J.P. Morgan, uh, called the other bankers into the room and uh, supposedly locked the doors and said, we've got to do something or we're going to all collapse. And they did something and they didn't all collapse. But, but, the, but pe- the progressives were, were shocked that one man could come in and take c- command of the situation and especially someone who wasn't even in the government. Right. So, but t- so what would you do? You'd move us back to the gold standard or you'd let no, no. banks issue their own currencies the way they did uh, up through the Civil War, say? You, you could, I could, I could well, let- they weren't doing any of those things no. uh, as of the time the Federal Reserve was, was created. We were on the gold standard, though. But uh, whether we're on or off the gold standard, there's a, that's another whole set of arguments. There's no evidence that I can see that over this vast period of time that the Federal Reserve has existed, that things on the whole have been better the great post-World War II uh, 
inflation that are doing exactly what they're planning to do now, namely buying up the bonds issued by the Treasury. Listen, folks, listen. Oh, do that again. World War II uh, uh, inflation was fed by the, by the Federal Reserve doing exactly what they're planning to do now, namely buying up the bonds issued by the Treasury. Oh, but don't you have, I have to say, I wasn't expecting your answer uh, to run in this direction, so I don't have questions, follow-up questions <laughs> prepared, or you may actually have, I may actually have to think here in real time. But don't we have the example of that period from 83 through uh, a couple of years ago, that 25 years of economic expansion, we had only two downturns. They were both very shallow and very brief. And it was Paul Volcker, who Carter appointed, but Reagan gave the freedom actually to wring inflation out of the currency. He did that by the mid-80s. The economy takes off. Alan Greenspan does a reasonably good job. And then at the end, there's too much money in the, but maybe five years of getting it wrong. So what got, Volcker did was undo the harm that previous Federal Reserves had done. <laughs> including Arthur Burns. Yeah, unfortunately, who was my teacher and one of my much admired. Right, right. So, but what would you replace it with? How would the currency, who, who would, how would the currency run? We, 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 this, we would replace this. it, we could replace it with what, what existed when it was created. Which was the gold, gold standard. Well, it may be the gold standard, but maybe not. But, I, but there's no evidence. That, I mean, what would you replace the things? Always, we, 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 we would replace it. We could replace it with what, what existed when it was created. Which was the gold, gold standard. Well, it may be the gold standard, but maybe not. But, I, but there's no evidence. That, I mean, what would you replace the things? Always bother me. You know, I mean, you? When someone removes the cancer, what do you replace it with? <laughs> okay. Bother me, you know, I mean, you? When someone removes the cancer, what do you replace it with? <laughs> okay. you know, I mean, you? When someone removes the cancer, what do you replace it with? <laughs> okay. Yeah, when somebody removes the cancer, what do you replace it with? Hmm. Anti-rejection drugs. Just drug them up, baby, drug them up. Uh, this is what's going on with your uh, <clears throat> your Republicans, folks. They're going to fix Obamacare for you, this this whole nightmare that uh, has been going on all this time. And they keep saying, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to vote to uh, defund Obamacare, and we're going to replace it. We're going to have the right-side Obamacare instead of the left-side Obamacare. you got to listen to what these people are saying, folks. They're not working for you. They're really not working for you, folks. They're going to replace one bad thing with another bad thing. That's not what we're trying to do here. Follow the law. Work within your jurisdiction. The federal government only has the authority that is given to it, the limited authority given to it by the consent of the state and that with the consent of the people. This is not a dictatorship. It wasn't. It is now. We, what, what is it? What is it? When the people fear the government, you have tyranny. When the government fears the people, you have liberty. Everything is about fear, whether it's 
I didn't sign that correctly. I may not have put enough information in there. They could take me to jail. They could stop my benefits. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, my goodness. The light's out on my license plate. I could get stopped. If I get stopped, they'll probably find something else wrong. Oh, my goodness. Everything's about fear. Everything is is based on, leveraged on fear. Again, we've done this so many times. I'm not opposed to laws, safety, common sense, traffic signs, stop signs. I like stop signs. Keeps idiots from T-boning me. I like stop signs. What it has turned into is a revenue stream for the state, for the town. When the town needs money, they just put the, one of their little corporate municipal statute enforcers out there and they uh, just write tickets. If you think that's not happening, you need to just uh, zip into and spend a, a day sitting in the, one of the courtrooms in Maine. It's an experience, let me tell you. You will, you will come away changed sitting in a courtroom. I mean, we don't have enough people sitting in churches anymore. You might as well go sit in the courtroom, right? But you can sit in that courtroom and you can listen to the revenues that are raised. It's absolutely astounding, out of control, Unbelievable. The, uh, the the monies that are raised for no, I mean, it's it's like this. Listen, I mean, it, it sounds silly, but you going through town and the blue lights come on, and my goodness, it's one of those cute motorcycles. And he pulls you over, and he gives you a ticket. For not having a seatbelt. Think about that. Think about that. The guy on a motorcycle gives you a ticket for no seatbelt. Okay. Nope. You're not going to think about it. You're going to take that ticket. You're going to sign that thing. And you're going to send them a hundred bucks. Because you don't want to deal with the hassle. We live in an anti-hassle concept all the time. Well, I don't want to fight that. It'll take time. I got news for you, folks. If we don't stand up, if you do not learn what the difference is between rights and privileges, you don't have any. And you don't deserve any. If the state can license or regulate any right, then state can license any right from your right to travel to your right to life. Understand that. And it's coming. You know that the first person to use an ID chip 
buried in his body to get on a plane happened just in the last few days? Oh, yeah. We just scanned our hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they'll never do that. Really? Really? Uh-huh. Coming. Coming. Hello. Wake up. You know, I, I, I understand security, and I understand when you're coming from one social structure, one country, one foreign entity into another, or vice versa. I used to travel all the time. I was on planes and going through customs and back and forth in airports. I, it was a nightmare some days. Sometimes it was fun. But I certainly understood security when you were entering their country or when you were returning to yours, ours. The crux comes in on how we transfer trans, travel as of sometime this year. It could be next week if they choose. They, they, they're completely autonomous in how they do this. Sometime this year, they're going to make the last date available that you can travel on a domestic flight within the state, a commercial airline, without a federally compliant identification card. Your papers, please. Wait a minute. Instead of discussing the concept, instead of discussing what papers you hand them, instead of discussing how you deal with the Gestapo asking for your ID, instead of, wait a minute, where is the law that says you have to have identification on your person at all times? doesn't exist. Instead, if anyone in authority asks you for your ID, you just show it to them. Really? You got to stop this nonsense, people. You go into a store and they ask for your birthday. Wow. And I've related this. I'm going to do it again because it just, just popped into my head that this is important. This whole ID thing is nuts. That incident in one of the one of the local convenience stores that I witnessed, that two nice young fellows did something that I, they didn't realize. It, it's just normal. Everybody does it. It's no big deal until I pointed it out and both of them immediately realized, well, this could be a big deal. Maybe I'm not going to do that again. When the, the young man behind the counter told the young man that was purchasing cigarettes or beer or whatever that he needed his ID, and instead of just putting in his date of birth, he said, watch this. And the clerk took the kid's, you know, kid, yeah, it's probably 25, 
ID or his license, driver's license, and ran it through the scanner and said, you're good to go. I said, wow, you just gave this convenience store all your personal information. It's right there. Whatever is there is now in their database and can be accessed by this other young man, although he's a perfectly honest and upright young fellow. Wake up, smell coffee. When that becomes a federally compliant international ID, there will be a lot more information on there as it's coming. And somebody in Interpol in Paris can read it just as easy as the guy in the convenience store. Hello, is that what you want? Oh, it's for our safety, really. Really, it's for our safety? Mm-hmm. These clowns that are selling you out left and right, and this is for our safety, really? How safe are you feeling there, froggy? How how you, how you feeling? How safe are you feeling in this mess? All right. Um, one more. Let's see. I got one more clip here. This is a teaser from uh, our friend Ben Swan. Um, very, very interesting little tidbit. Let me, let me see if we can play this for you. Hey there, guys. Vince Swan here. So one week from today, we'll be releasing our brand new Truth in Media episode. It is about the CDC, autism, and vaccines. I know there's a lot of noise on this issue. A lot of you already have opinions about it. About a month ago, I received the whistleblower documents that came from Dr. William Thompson. And as some of you may know, those documents have already been put online by some groups saying there's nothing to them. There's no smoking gun. It's much to do about nothing they say. I don't think that's quite true. We've gone through these documents with doctors, journalists, uh, authors. We've studied them carefully, and we're going to have a comprehensive report about exactly what is in there. What I will tell you as a teaser here, this is not a story about vaccines or about autism. This is a story about corruption and cover-up within the CDC. We'll show you exactly what we found. What is a story about corruption and cover-up within the CDC? We'll show you exactly what we found. One week, Wait a minute. This is a story Wait a about corruption and cover-up within the these are the people that are supposed to be keeping you safe. Corruption in the CDC? No, say it ain't so. But you'll 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 take real ID. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because that, that's different, right? That's different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see, this is uh, this should be this information should be available on the twenty sixth of January. So we'll have to pay attention and uh, play that for you next week when when he brings that forward. So hopefully you'll get this one. Uh, don't forget, they're keeping you safe. We'll show you exactly what we found and cover up with this. We'll show you exactly what we found one week from today, truthmedia.com. that we'll try that um, okay again let's let's think about the question that we're asking because again 
we're, we're kind of asking this, this crazy question. So we, we've got some issues here. We've got, uh, where did that article go? It's right here. We've got some Second Amendment issues. And I hate to even call it Second Amendment. It's, I don't know. As soon as you say Second Amendment, some people turn off. It's kind of like the word militia. Oh, the evil word militia. It's normal. That's that should be part of our normal conversation. We're all in the militia. Oh goodness, I said it. Oh, terrible word. But this whole background check thing, Boomer, they're pushing it. If you don't think background checks are gun registration, you're not paying attention. You're just not paying attention. Actually, you are paying attention to the programmers. And we're being programmed. Uh, it just goes constantly. So there's this le- legitimate question about, well, how do you keep how do you keep guns? How do you keep dangerous things, whether they're guns or knives or baseball bats or pencils out of the hands of people with mental illness? Or people that are just plain booming crazy. Well, it's really not up to them. You can't you can't pass a law that says, by the way, if you have a mental illness and don't understand this law, you can't buy a gun. How much sense does that make? Huh? How much sense does that make? The onus is on the seller. If I'm not going to sell a dangerous anything, I'm not going to sell um, my pain medication to somebody that's stumbling around, obviously on drugs. Why, why would I do that? So. The, the question becomes, again, we're, we're kind of asking the wrong question. If we are responsible, competent adults, it's up to us to not sell something dangerous or transfer something dangerous to someone who isn't capable of handling that piece of equipment, whether it's a bulldozer or a a sword or an AK-47, okay? So the, the whole background check thing needs to be completely backed away from. We need to think about this thing because rights our rights, our rights. And unless you have a ability that makes you unable to properly care for your right, exercise your right, see, you can't, our form of government, our entire social structure and form of government is made 
for a moral and religious people. For all others, it is unacceptable. See, when we, when we destroy the moral fabric, then we get off into all of these logical arguments, this, this logic of, well, if you do background checks, if you have ID, if you, you know, see? Because we are not exercising personal responsibility when the people, let's, let's put it off, 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 off of you so you're not feeling like I'm picking on you, but when you have legislators in Maine who have taken an oath to take their seat in, in Congress in, in the in the state house, they take this oath, but they've never even read it. See, because Article Four, Part Second, Section One, the last sentence says, the legislature, with the exceptions here and after stated, shall have full power to make and establish all. And that's where they stop. No, it continues all reasonable laws and regulations. Eh, period. No, no period there. Goes in on to explain for the defense and benefit of the people. Okay, we'll stop there. No of this state. Not repugnant to this constitution nor to that of the United States. Huh. Make and establish all reasonable laws and regulations, but the most important part that none of those things that are for the defense and benefit of the people, none of those things that are reasonable regulations can be implemented that are repugnant to the Constitution. See? Well, I don't have to do that. I don't have to actually... What? Wait a minute. If you're going to be a representative of the people of this state, then you have to live with the fact that the Constitution for Maine is the supreme law of the state. That is right in Article 10, Section 6 of the Maine Constitution. The Constitution with the amendments made thereto, in accordance with the provisions thereof, shall be the supreme law of state. Those things cannot be, as Article 4 says, repugnant to the Constitution. It's, again, it's our personal responsibility to make sure that these things do not happen. Oh well, can't you just you just can't fight City Hall? You are City Hall. You are City Hall. Stop saying that. That's ludicrous. Get in there and stop it. You put them there. You hired them. Fire them. Get get involved. Come on. 
Uh, speaking of involved, on um, Sunday, uh, goodness, that's tomorrow, <laughs> there is going to be a uh, pro-life demonstration, rally, uh, stand along the street in Prescott event. I believe it starts at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Uh, be there. Maybe we'll talk. That's tomorrow, 24th, January. Uh, be there on the street in Prescott. Supposed to be a decent day. Wouldn't be too bad a thing to do. Uh, nobody's going to be screaming and yelling. We may have some conversations. I know some of the folks from up in uh, the valley will be coming down. And uh, I know a number of the churches will be lining the streets. Uh, maybe we'll get a chance to talk about a few things besides the uh, the obvious instruction not to murder, uh, but uh, rights and privileges. You know, you get a pro-choice. You get to choose which firearm you have, or you simply have the right to choose to kill a baby. Hmm. Right to choose. Choose well, folks. Choose well. There's going to be a lot of choices to make real soon. I hope you make the right choices. We're all going to have to. The consequences are going to be severe. So we've got the northern mainland man coming right up behind us. Roger Eck, the northern mainland man, coming up here in just a minute. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to check into the chat room. Still do, 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 do. Three foot snowstorm. Yeah, wow. Play, wow. Buckle up for the snow. It's coming. Holy oh smokes. They're getting it down state, down south. We're not going to get it up here. Ah, don't tell them. Shh. They'll all come up here. But uh, anyway, again, I'd appreciate some help raising some money for Camp Capella. If you want to torture me with uh, cold water, that's how you do it. Cough up some money, I'll get in there. I will be in there for the shortest possible time, believe me. I hate cold water. But it's a great program, campcapella.org. And John Caven, countywide vacuum. John sells the perfect vacuum, services the rest. Give him a call. He'll send a bag of bags any place in the country. It's really simple. Uh, John will take a bag of bags down, check them in a little bag, and give them to the UPS guy, and away they'll go. John Cave and Countywide Vacuum, 492-1492. 492-1492, Countywide Vacuum. And Natural Living Center. It's wonderful to have that place there in Bangor on Longview Drive. Huge health food store. Great produce section, groceries, Supplement department, a deli. I can't wait. Coffee, hot coffee, and good muffins. You can smell them from here. I get to hang out there once in a while and uh, help folks with some of their decisions and to help their make their health a little better. And we we talk about a wide range of issues and supplements. And they got a great supplement department, and it's well stocked with good people also so if you need stuff for your health and wellness stop in to natural living center longview drive in bangor if you'd like to stock up 
give them a call. They'll give you a nice discount for special orders. 990-2646. 990-2646 in Bangor, Natural Living Center, on Longview Drive. Have a great day, folks. We'll see you on radio. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.